Hey guys, this is Carrie Stellar, the Stellar One. I am back. Sorry, it took me a couple days. Ah, oh, sorry. Had a lot going on, starting with the studio. John and I have so much to do, a lot of work. You would think that you would go in and be able to just set everything up and things would go smoothly, but no, life happens. Things are not easy, especially when you're new at this and neither of you are techie people. Luckily, John is very good with everything else. Anything mechanical that needs to be done, he can do it. So thank God we have that. And I'm decently techie, but not great. So anyway, guys, I am back. This is my sixth podcast. I am super excited. A lot of things happened in the last week or so that I cannot wait to talk to you guys about. And I haven't. Sorry for that short little break. A couple things have happened. I got a, another cat. No, I didn't get another cat. A cat decided to show up at my house and that it wanted to live here. So... Now, I don't have another cat. He's actually outside. I took him to the vet just to make sure that he was good and no diseases so that he could come inside. And he did for quite a few hours and then decided he wanted to go back out and is currently, for the last five days, living in the ivy between two of my trees. It's actually a perfect spot for him. Nobody's going to fuck with this cat. He's got tons of anything he wants. There's birds everywhere cat's got the life out there so if I was him I would just stay out there because I'm feeding him he's loved I pick him up gave him flea and tech medication so I know he's not going to have the itchies already gave him the worm medication because we know what happens with outdoor cats and just going to make sure that this cat has the best life and if he wants to come in he comes in but until then we're just going to have to hang out outside with streets and that's what I decided to name him because he came from the mean streets of Centerport so he's the streets all right guys so let's get into just a little bit of news just a tad I actually really want to start with watching President Trump's speech today or his message rather to America and to the world it really 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 hit me with quite a few things that he was saying uh, first, he started out and said, maybe you guys recognize me. It's your favorite president. Like, he just literally slapped every liberal in the face that was really hoping that he was not going to make it out of the hospital. I thought that was so funny for him to open his speech with today. Actually, as a matter of fact, I'm going to really fast. Read all over the country. We have Wait, the greatest doctors in the we're world. We're going to go back to the beginning really quick, and I'm going to play it for you guys. Hopefully it doesn't come out bad. Hi, perhaps you recognize me. It's your favorite president. And I'm standing in front of the Oval Office at the White House, which is... Hi, perhaps you recognize me. It's your favorite president. Like, <laughs> He's my favorite president, but I know a lot of people don't like him, which is their business. I thought that was absolutely epic. And what I really took out of that and what I really got super excited about was that he referred to the medication that they gave him to as a cure. He referred to it as a cure, guys. I mean, I said it. I said it as soon as he came out that they, you know, tested positive him and his wife for coronavirus. I said, yo, guys, he's going to come out cured and he's going to say, we don't need a mandatory vaccine. We have 
all of these treatments. And he said, it's, you know, it was the treatment that they use. And he said, you know, it was really more like a cure. I feel amazing. I feel better than I did 20 years ago. So this guy just came out and said, we are not going to mandate a vaccine because we have plenty of treatments. And he said they're going to be free and that China's going to be paying for them. So that was pretty cool and exciting to see about five minutes ago. All right. Then that's that's pretty big news from today, at least as far as I'm concerned. I can look at that and I can watch that. And now I'm, I'm rest assured and my Oh, my heart isn't as heavy because I was really freaked out about the mandating vaccines. And I said, as soon as he got COVID, he's going to come out cured and say, we don't, at the very least, we don't need it mandated and that we can have one for the people that think that there's no other way out. Great. Fantastic. That happened. I was right on that. Now, more things for me to be right about. (laughs) Um, In other news, Congress, all of Congress decided instead of voting for a stimulus package on Friday, this past Friday, instead of doing that for all of America, they decided to vote to denounce QAnon as a cult. Now, everybody knows Q is a military intel site or a quantum computer or a group of people that have the most highest military clearance that you could have. I've heard so many things as to what Q could be. However, Q is not QAnon. So Congress uh, said basically that QAnon, which is the people that decode all of Q's drops and threads, QAnons, because there's a whole lot of us, I happen to think I would be one of them, are just there decoding the messages that Q is putting out. And I'm sorry, but if us wanting to save children from being trafficked is a sick cult, then I'm fucked in the head. And 372, 372 congressmen and women stood up for trafficking and pedophilia. 17 stood against it and said that QAnon is not a sick cult. Now... What's crazy is it was originally 371 to 18. So it was 371 people in Congress that said that QAnon was a cult. 18 that said they weren't. One flipped his vote because that he was confused and didn't realize what he was. Anyway, it was the stupidest thing. He said he was confused and tired and misvoted or something. I don't know. It was just a dumb excuse in my personal opinion. And he changed his vote, which conveniently made it. 372 congressmen voting that QAnon is a cult, a sick cult, and 17 congressmen and women decided that it wasn't. 17 is the letter Q in the alphabet. I do not understand what people aren't getting. I saw somebody say, don't you guys get it? QAnon is fake. Do your research. Well, do your research because if it was so fake... Why did 17, exactly 17 congressmen and women decide that it's not fake? That says something, guys. I mean, really, really says something. So then on to the next part of that, they took down social media is currently Facebook is banning everything and anything that has happens to do with Q and QAnon. I tried to put up the roll call on Facebook 
as a link itself for that Congress, uh, the congressional phone call or hearing or whatever it was, um, I put the roll call up and Facebook will not let me put it up. I have tried and tried and tried and tried and tried some more. So instead I snuck it in a different thread and reworded it in a different post and reworded it. But you can literally look up every single person that stands for pedophilia and for human trafficking if you want on that roll call. Look it up, congress.gov, or just simply Google Congress denounces QAnon and the list of people, the list of congressional members, and it'll come right up. And it's pretty crazy because I'm pretty sure that all 17 of the people that decided that QAnon is not a cult were Republicans as well. Now, I heard the best argument, or rather not argument, just explanation, explanation of what my political affiliation is. And it took a long time for me to figure it out until I heard a friend of mine, um, Jenny, say it tonight. And it just, she put it perfectly. I don't, I'm, I never left the Democrat Party. I never left the Democrat Party. I am still a registered Democrat. However, I will never be voting Democrat again for anything. I just can't. I can't. It's, they've lost me absolutely completely. However, I have not registered as a Republican. Why? I don't really like them either. I've never been a fan of them. I didn't like the Bushes, neither of them. I was not a fan of any Republican president ever, ever. I hated them. I made fun of them. So if you really look at it, I don't really like what Republicans stand for. They don't like equality in the fact of gay marriage, although as a whole, Trump supporters do. So my friend Jenny said she's, it's different. It's like their own party. And now that I'm really looking at it that way, yeah, no, I'm definitely not a Republican and I'm definitely not a Democrat. I would definitely say that I am a full-fledged Trump supporter. I didn't think that was going to actually ever come out of my mouth because I always said that, like, you know, I like Trump and he's good and, you know, I think he's cool and all, whatever. But I never really said I was a full supporter. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely a Trump supporter. Uh, I consider us to be revolutionaries. I consider us to be a whole new party that will emerge eventually. And it's people that have a thread of common sense left. And I don't mean that to be mean. I really, really, really don't. So many people are so calcified with their pineal glands, like to where they can't even look in front of their face and see verbatim what something says and they can't even read it because they're so freaking brainwashed. But it's not their fault, guys. When you are drinking bottled water every day, but you brush your teeth with tap water and you shower tap water, you're literally showering and brushing your teeth with fluoride. So you're doing the exact opposite. I mean, most people don't drink, you know, clean and healthy water to decalcify their pineal glands. Most people don't drink tap water for that. They drink it because they think that, I mean, drink bottled water because they're decalcifying their pineal glands. They drink it because it tastes better and because everybody knows it's better for them, right? So if drinking water through a bottle is better for you for more reasons than one, then why wouldn't showering in healthier water be better for you? Because after all, isn't your skin the biggest organ on your body? Like that's it. 
It's your skin. Your skin is your biggest organ. So that's why this whole thing never made any sense to me. I mean, like, everybody should just be walking around in body condoms at this point. And with that, I am drinking life water. Is this life water? It's one of those waters. Yeah, it is life water. Uh, With chaga tea in it. I make my own. I get my chaga mushrooms from Adirondack Chaga. That's A-D-K Chaga dot com. And I buy two pounds usually at a time. One pound lasted me a full year. So if one pound is going to last me a year, two is going to last me two years. And it was only 60 bucks. So it's $30 a pound. It's pretty worth it. Um, I really don't get sick anymore. My skin is clearer than it's ever been. I could go on and on about how much I love chaga. It doesn't taste like anything. It is an antioxidant, an antimicrobial, antibacterial, antifungal, antipathogen, uh, antioxidant. I might've said that already. It's got a gajillion and 10 vitamins and minerals. It's so, so, so good for you that it's listed on Sloan Kettering as a tumor shrinker. Mm. and AIDS in the cure of cancers. So I've been wanting to talk to any kind of a doctor, um, virologist, maybe even a um, scientist of some sort that can look at chaga mushrooms as a whole, the benefits, the medicinal properties, everything that that chaga mushrooms do and everything that they're good for, which is basically, not basically, they are an antiviral. It's literally antifungal, antifungal, antiviral. Those are two things that this has that is huge that can turn everything around without even having to take a medicine. But the problem is, is that it's not expensive. You know, $30 for a pound that lasts you a year is not a lot of money. Um, so, you know, the government's kind of not going to make any money off of something that's going to cure you. They're going to make money off of vaccines and stuff that is going to like cover the symptoms. So that is why I think that they're pushing so hard, so hard, uh, at least the left is for a vaccine. I mean, they're really pushing for it big time. So tonight is the presidential debate, but it's not the presidential debate. It is the vice presidential debate. I am super excited. I can't wait. Why? People are like, you actually want to watch it? Well, I don't want to. I don't want to watch the debates. I actually have little to no desire to. However, however, Kamala Harris is a snarky, snarky, snarky lady She's a snarky-ass bitch, so I personally think she's going to start going at Mike Pence really hard. I think she's going to go at him from a million and ten angles, and I'm really hoping that he keeps his poise, but he goes at her about the really hard stuff, like hammers at her about what Tulsi Gabbard said at the the, the presidential um, debates for the, uh, oh, what the hell are they called? Why can't I think of it right now? Primaries. She ripped Kamala Harris, a new asshole, at those primaries. And I'm really, really hoping that Mike Pence does it in, like, the nicest way possible. Side note, one of my friends brought up that he said, I don't know if it's going to be fair because I both, I think that they're both deep state. And I laughed because I've had that opinion for so long that I don't think Pence is a good guy. I don't, he doesn't look like one, just something screams no good to me. I don't know why. I'm literally just 
going on my gut instinct with him. And I think we're going to find out a lot of stuff. I saw something that my friend had shown me and it was a video and it talked about him in a really, really, really bad way. And again, I don't know if that's just um, people just trying to pull strings or, you know, grasping at, at straws or whatever, but uh, something just doesn't sit right with me about Mike Pence. But it doesn't mean that I would vote for a Biden-Harris administration, or rather Harris-Biden, because, you know, we all think that she's going to try to pull a fast one. So that's what's going on. Yeah, again, Facebook is pulling down a whole lot of QAnon content, and so is Instagram. Instagram pulled my account down. Uh, I don't know. It's a bittersweet thing. I'm on a 30-day suspension, apparently. They removed it for 30 days. I did bad. I spoke too much truth, and they took me down. So there goes me and my 9,000 followers. But that's not what it's about for me. I mean, yeah, it was cool to have 9,000 followers, but I have way more than that compared to my Facebook and my Facebook page and everything that I've done and everywhere my I'm published. doesn't really matter if they take it down my Instagram. It's not going to kill me. It's not going to... Stop me. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to push forward. But yeah, I'm excited because I got taken down with some of the biggest accounts out there. Some of the biggest truthers in this movement got taken down with me. And I think I had the least amount of following out of all of them. I could be wrong. I might have had, you know, been nipping at a couple of their tails, but... um yeah, I had a pretty small following in comparison to quite a few of them. And, <coughs> excuse me, little by little, they're getting everybody. And it's so funny because I'm watching some of these people be so cocky. And they're like, oh, you know, this one got taken out, that one got taken out. And then, like, boom, five seconds later they are. Boom, five seconds later. I mean, I'm watching my really good friends being taken down just for posting whatever. Truth articles. Uh, even, even posting about... The freaking Russia probe, that's what got me taken down. The Russia probe, because right after I started talking about that live, immediately, boom, got taken down. Or I'll be honest with you, there is a part of me that thinks that it's Q and the Patriots that are actually in control, like they keep on saying that they're in control, and maybe they're taking us down to shut us up for a little bit. I don't know. It's a lot. There's a lot of crazy stuff. I mean, we got Hurricane Delta. That's a crazy name. Like, really guys and I believe gamma is coming next which is really fucking crazy that they had to go into the Greek alphabet because we went all the way through our alphabet that's insane that's a lot of fucking hurricane guys like a lot of hurricanes what do you guys think about that my personal opinion I've talked to so many people and my stepfather and I've been talking about it for a really 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 long time and he's convinced that it's geoengineered and I'm not putting it past them to be able to do it. We see movies that are crazy, that happen to resemble real life all over the place right now. And I can't not believe that that wouldn't be one of them, that that might not be a possibility. And outside of what could happen here, we were talking about technology the other day and the stuff that we can do and where we've come. We grew leaps and bounds from, you know, what was it, 1997 we were on AOL.com, oh my gosh, and all the chat rooms. And then we went from AOL.com to Love at AOL, 
all of the AOL chat rooms, and then it switched over to MySpace, and that happened out of nowhere. I don't remember. Somebody told me about this thing, MySpace, and I was like, oh, I got to check it out. And that's where social media programming came from, where it became super important to be popular in real life, but not in real life, because high school's over. School's over. College is over. When that's over, if you're not famous and you aren't relevant like in the world, you're not going to be known, right? And before MySpace and AOL and all this stuff, they didn't really have, you know, air, like, like, how do I want to put it? It's like little subcultures of groups of people where people could find, you know, people that they went to high school with or grew up with or whatever. And, you know, a neighborhood friend that they remembered from when they were kids, right? So you have all these little like subcultures of AOL and the subculture of MySpace and then the, the evolution to Facebook, you know, I remember the technology of having a Nokia in, I think that might've been like 2001 ish was when the Nokia phone came out. And I remember having a sidekick at one point, I had a Blackberry and now we have a full screen where it's just all touchable. And, you know, I mean, I have the iPhone eight, eight S I think, which is like old as dirt. It's two years old. I need to get a new one. So that's going to be coming soon, probably in the next couple of weeks. But um, my point with my iPhone being old as dirt, and it's still, the technology is insane. We grew so much in 20 years. Our evolution was incredible. But you know what? I mean, was it or was it just incredible to us because we lived it? Because I remember, you know, what was it? A-track tapes, barely. And then I remember cassette tapes and I remember VHSs. And then when Walkmans came out and then DVDs, oh my gosh, I remember DVDs when they, uh, when they came out, people were really freaked out about the technology. And I was really freaked out because I'm like, how am I going to listen to everything? It's going to be so expensive. How are they going to, I just didn't understand that the technology was there and already they had everything they needed and the components that it was going to translate and you would be able to get all your movies and all of your concerts or whatever um uh, the cds where you were able to get you know your music on there so yeah cds were before dvds so it's just the evolution and then i remember oh what was it um the ipods i remember ipods and i remember like Matt, uh, what was it? Microsoft came out with their version. I can't remember what it was called off the top of my head, but that didn't last really long. And I can't remember when iPods first came out. Holy shit. It's crazy. They were so small. They were like, they were like two inches by two inches. It's insane. And then now look at us guys. I mean, it's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. It's actually a little bit scary if you think about it. You know, technology always scared me, but when you really look at it as a whole, it kind of scares me even more. Uh, They just showed the Statue of Liberty and the the circle that it's on with the star under it. And I, it could just because I'm always looking out for them everywhere now. But it had this. It looked like a um, I don't know, some kind of a walkway or maybe like a boat ramp or whatever. Uh, I, I really don't know because it was an aerial view, but it, it looked like a cue, guys. Could be wrong, but 
it looked like a queue. And again, I feel like I see them everywhere. So, and I did, I was driving today and there was a queue in front of me, a car with a queue on it. I was so excited. I was like, yes, we're not alone. <coughs> we're not alone. But you know what really sucks is having to see people take all of their Trump flags off of their cars and stuff after the parades, excuse me, driving around. I don't see them you know, until there is a parade or a rally. And that's because people's cars are getting keyed and destroyed and vandalized. And, you know, the sad part is, is they have so much bad things to say about us. And if we're such terrible people and deplorables, why aren't we out there doing that? Well, we're better than that. We don't need to key cars. We don't need to destroy people's public property. That's just, that's just not nice. It's just not nice. You know? I don't know why people, I don't, I really, really don't know why people just do things that isn't good and then turn around and have the nerve to blame the other side. It's just so sad. And and you know what? Honestly, politics as a whole sucks right now, guys. It does. And that's why I'm a Trump supporter, because he's the unicorn. He's the wild card. He's the one that they all hate. And I truly believe there's a huge reason, bigger than we all know, just like with the whole him having COVID, um, it, it's such a nod to JFK. It's so funny because he faked a cold to um, do the Cuban Missile Crisis to thwart it. And that was on October 20th, 1962. So for him to be able to fake a cold back then and trick everybody so that he can go and make sure that we don't end up with like all these crazy bombings and thwarted the Cuban Missile Crisis, why couldn't Trump do something similar. He did. I just don't know what it is yet. And I don't know if we're going to know what it is for a while. I mean, it could be, you know, it could have been a huge peace treaty that we don't even know about, but something big happened. Also, again, I know watching the video today and I said it the other day that he was going to come out cured and basically say we don't need to mandate the vaccine and that we have all these cures and that they're going to be cheap. And I mean, boom, look at what happened. He came out today. It's your favorite president. <laughs> it's the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Maybe you recognize me. It's your favorite president. He's so fucking petty and funny. It's awesome. It really is. But that gave me more hope than I've had in quite a few weeks that we're not going to get forced faxed, guys. So get excited. Things are starting to heat up. You're looking at the Russia probe all over the place. They just made James Coney, James Comey, sorry, testify the other day, or rather, well, yeah, it was, it was, it was a like a judiciary hearing of some sort. Um, but no, he had he had to, and they hammered the shit out of him. It was pretty, it was pretty brutal. It was really exciting, and um, I think it was right. It was actually, it was, it was right after the debates and what's his face? I don't know the guy's name, but he kept on asking James Comey, like for his two minutes, what did he think about Trump with the debates and not denouncing, um, white supremacy when he has a hundred thousand times. And it was so funny because Lindsey Graham, when he, you know, when the guy's two minutes was over, Lindsey Graham was like, um, this is not about the debates. This is not about last night. This is about a Russia probe and we're going to keep it there. It was great. 
And then he gave it over to Senator Kennedy and Kennedy ripped him a new one too for a second and then just went about his business and kept on hammering away at Comey. It was just, it was so good. Um, Also, uh, this happened earlier and I'm just looking at it right now. Um, Why can't I think of her name? It's Sidney Powell is uh, they're asking uh, Michael Flynn's judge to recuse himself. They've been asking, and she is now making an absolute move to have this happen, which is awesome because everybody knows that Michael Flynn, General Michael Flynn, is a decorated war hero and absolutely should be exonerated. Oh, I love that they have the orangish red suit uh, jacket for her. Red October, baby, red October. Um, But yeah, it's just really really exciting tonight's gonna be great i i god i hope so and if not it's gonna suck so it could go either way but guys i'm gonna go because we got about 15 minutes before the 2020 vice presidential debate between vice president mike pence and vice presidential nominee i guess as you would call her uh, kamala harris so I happen to think it's going to be good. She's snarky. He's poised. I don't think she's going to bait him the way that if it was Donald Trump, we would see a shit show. So I think Mike Pence is going to be really poised. And I think he's going to be ready for action. And he handled the first ones well in 2016. And I think he's going to handle these even better. So guys, enjoy your Wednesday evening. That was brought to my attention before. I thought it was Thursday. It is Wednesday. Enjoy your Wednesday evening, my lovey doves. Oh, yep. That's the thing. Looking at it again. The Statue of Liberty. There's a cue. Anyway, guys, enjoy your evening. It is Wednesday. I'm not sure what day it is. October something. (laughs) Uh, I know there's going to be some UFC fights on this weekend because they're like every night, every weekend. And um, I'm probably going to come on and do a podcast tomorrow about the debates and, you know, give you guys an update about what I thought and if they were good, if they were a snooze fest or not. And um, I definitely think that if we don't hear any juicy stuff, that this is just you're never going to hear anything out of the debates and it's not even worth watching them. Like if you want to know what they're about, just look at all of their videos on their Facebooks and their campaigns because they're just pretty much putting it all out there. There's, you know, there's no lie in either campaign, to be honest. Well, no, except for them keeping the um, judiciary nominees, the SCOTUS nominees for um, the Biden campaign. So, yeah, guys, I think it's going to get pretty ugly and pretty crazy. So I'm super excited and I can't wait to see what happens. Um, you guys can follow me here, Carrie Seller on iTunes, Podbean. You can find me on YouTube. You can also find me on, where else am I? I think I'm everywhere. Snapchat. I might not follow you back on there because too many people message me. It's annoying. But you can also find me on In the Girls Corner everywhere. And you can find me on InTheGirlsCorner.com. And you can find me and John Manimal Benaducci on The Manimal Zone on John Benaducci's podcast. I got to find out the exact name for it. Is it Manimal Zone? John Manimal? I don't know. He's got so many names. But you can find him at Manimal John on Instagram and look all of his stuff up there. We have some great content on all the fights. We've been having some really great interviews in studio because our studio is awesome and it's going to get only better from here. Guys, have a wonderful Wednesday evening. Talk to you soon.